Hey, I'm Ryan Mallory, and this is my Swing Trading the Stock Market podcast. I'm here to teach you how to trade in a complex, ever-changing world of finance. Learn what it means to trade profitably and consistently, managing risk, avoiding the pitfalls of trading, and most importantly, to let those winners run wild. You can succeed at the stock market, and I'm ready to show you how. Hey, everybody. This is Ryan Mallory with Swing Trading the Stock Market in today's episode. We're going to talk about doubling down on your stocks. And member of the trading block, we're going to call him Lyle, give him a good Florida redneck name. Old Lyle posted in the trading block that had some problems with a recent trade, and he's found himself just doubling down constantly, and he's taking on some big losses as a result of it. So I told him, instead of just talking about it in the Discord for the trading block, I would do a podcast episode on it because I actually think a lot of people could benefit from this. I think it's something that we've all done at some point in time and a good chance, something that we find ourselves in the midst of right now, or we have trades in our portfolio that are bleeding red right now because of decisions in the past that resulted in a lot of doubling down. So what I want to do here is talk about not doubling down. Don't double down. Don't ever double down on your swing trades. All right, let me read the post to you here. It wasn't an email. It was just a post on the Discord. He says, Hi, Ryan Mallory and all. Because he actually opened this up to the entire group, and there was some good feedback, too. He says, I need some guidance on this. I have BYND stock from a long time ago. Every time it falls, I buy some to average it. But it keeps falling. Right now, my loss is even bigger than ever before. I'm wondering if I should keep averaging it or not. Is this a stock that can come back up in the future? Sincerely. Lyle. Now he actually didn't say sincerely Lyle, but I feel like because everybody does it on the emails, I had to do it on this particular one too. But Lyle is in BYND. Now BYND, Beyond Meat, right? This is a stock that has been a market darling back in the day. It IPO'd back in May of 2019, went from 46 to 239. It was a straight rocket over the course of, I don't know, like four or five months. It was crazy. Pulled back some and then COVID came and it relived a a little bit of its glory days, shooting back up once again. But then midway through 2021, it went from 150 down to current day price of $6. That's right, 150 down to $6. You're talking like way beyond 90% of a sell-off just from the 150. You're talking about from like 239, you're like way over 95%. And you've probably seen this stuff in the grocery store. And I think sometimes that can skew what our thoughts are. It's like, I see this stuff, I eat it, I like it. I don't personally like it. I never had it before, don't ever plan on having it. I believe my burgers should be made from a cow or a buffalo or, I don't know, pretty much a cow. I like I like cow burgers. <laughs> so, not that we actually call them cow burgers. Just, just a cheeseburger, okay? But people see it, they might like it, and so they have a fondness for this stock. It might be McDonald's or it might be Tesla. Actually, a lot of people buy Tesla stock because they love the car. I have a Tesla car. I don't like the stock. And it's important not to let our personal opinions of the product or the service influence us or embolden us to take risks on it as an investment or as a swing trade that aren't fitting. Now, in the case of Lyle here, he doubled down and he continues to double down. He actually says it keeps falling. And right now my loss is up bigger than ever. I'm wondering if I should keep on averaging it or not. Now, is this a stock that can come back in the future? Yeah. I don't know what holds the future for stocks. I think there's a reason why it's trading at $6. The Wall Street doesn't have much confidence in it. I think if they had the same kind of confidence in it as they did, for instance, NVIDIA, or even take McDonald's, the stock would be way higher, right? But they don't. They don't have that. There's probably some reasons for it. Probably that there's going to be 
increased competition. There's going to be new science behind new products. And so Wall Street at this point in time doesn't believe that BYND is in the same position as it was to capitalize on this particular market as it was when it was trading at $150 a share or even $50 a share. And there's a lot of companies that have seen some heavy, heavy setbacks from its glory days, especially from 2020, 2021 run-up. I mean, you take a look at Moderna and Pfizer. I mean, those stocks have taken massive hits. You take a look at Zoom or Peloton, massive hits. But the big issue here is doubling down. Most of the time, doubling down is takes place because we have a loser stock on our hands. That's wrong. We can't do that. We cannot double down on stocks because we have a loser on our hands. It's like trying to make the losing trade feel less painful by inflicting more harm upon ourselves. It's like, oh, my elbow hurts, but okay, you know what? I'm going to cut my knee or gash my knee open so that my elbow doesn't hurt anymore. You're still going to have pain. It might not be as pronounced in your elbow anymore, but you're going to still feel a lot of pain. And that's kind of like what you're doing when you're doubling down. You're just increasing your pain by thinking that you can decrease the percentage loss that it's actually down, but your dollar amount is actually increasing. Now, does that mean all doubling down is bad? I think the common term for doubling down is bad. Now, I think there's a difference between doubling down and building a position. I will build a long-term position over time. And I go into the trade saying, you know what? I like this particular stock. I'm going to start building a position over the next six months on it. And no, I'm not like Wall Street where it's like I'm throwing a million dollars here. and a million. No, It's not like that. It's small potatoes, okay? But for me, I'm trying to get in at the best price possible. So if, for instance, a person has a $100,000 portfolio and they want to put $5,000 towards that stock, maybe they're buying $50 to $100 a week over the course of many weeks until they get up to that full position. That's okay. That's not doubling down. That's building a position. So there's a big difference in that. Now, I don't like building a position in swing trade because by the time you finish building that trade, it may be time to already get out of it. So it doesn't make as much sense from a swing trading standpoint to build a position as it does with a long-term position. And there's big differences, like I said, between building a position and doubling down. Doubling down is acknowledging the fact that you got a really bad trade on your hands and the only way you can think to make it look better is by doubling your position size on it, which cuts the losses at that particular moment in time in half. But then if it keeps falling, then you still have bigger losses on your hands than you ever had before. And in some ways, it's almost like a lotto play. You're playing the lotto every week with the same numbers and you're afraid to stop playing the lotto with those numbers because you're afraid that next week, the week that you stop playing those same numbers is the week that those numbers are going to be called. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, the probably the best way <laughs> to prevent that from happening is never playing the lottery. Tie that back to doubling down. The best way to avoid, you know, dealing with the hardships of a really bad position from doubling down is never doubling down at all. Now, this is why I talk about stop losses so much. And before I talk about that again, I want to make sure you guys know that swingtradingthestockmarket.com is the patron website that goes along with this podcast. Really, really good stuff. You're going to get all my stock market research each and every day. That's including videos of some of my trade ideas, videos of big tech updates and the overall market going over the indices, the VIX, all sorts of other indicators that I like to include. Plus, it's also going to include my bullish and bearish master watch list updates each week, plus my daily watch list of stocks I'm looking to possibly trade that day. So check that out at swingtradingthestockmarket.com and you are supporting this podcast in the process. So let's keep building on this, this conversation here. Risk management. Risk management is in place using stop losses, planning your trade. Remember the mantra that I always talk about. Plan your trade, manage the risk. The profits will take care of themselves. We start doubling down when we start focusing just on the profits and not managing the risk. 
when we start focusing on the profits, we let the risk get way too big. We start doubling down thinking that this is the way to get to the profits, which sometimes the way to get ultimate profits is by shedding yourself of a loser trade. And it comes from a need to be right. When we start looking at trading from a right and wrong standpoint, we're getting ourselves into trouble. We look at trading as I got to be right. I cannot be wrong. Then we're going to usually be wrong because we're going to get into stocks that are ultimately going to destroy us. I've talked about my friend before. He says he's never had a losing trade before because every one of his losing trades have never been sold. So technically in his mind, he's never had a losing trade and he's probably right. He's never had a losing trade, but he's got a lot of losing trades in his portfolio. He's just never realized any losing trades, but that doesn't mean that he hasn't lost that money. So you can't go into trading with the need to be right. You have to go into trading looking to trade and manage risk. Because when you plan your trade, you manage the risk, the profits take care of themselves. And you've heard, anybody that's listening to me for a long time have heard me say that multiple times. And then not managing the risk entails doubling down, never selling, never having a plan going into it. And you got to have a plan to it. So if you find yourself in this position, what do you do? That's where it gets tricky because there's no right answer. You could say, well, Go ahead and get rid of it. Get rid of the trade. Be done with it. Take the tax write-off. And you'll feel so much better. But then as soon as you do it, maybe they get bought out and, what, like 100% premium and you could have made at least, you know, a little bit of your money back. Yeah, that would be anguishing. That would be frustrating. Odds of that happening probably aren't good. So there's no right answer because, yes, it could come back. It could go run up to $20 for all I know. But what I do know at this moment is that there's a losing trade right there. And I don't want to keep a losing trade around unnecessarily. And if I don't have a plan for it, it's very difficult to implement it after it becomes a huge drag on the portfolio. For me personally, what would I do? I'd cut it out and move on. Even if it goes up, I don't care at that point. It didn't do what it was supposed to do. If I had been managing the risk, I would have been out of it a lot earlier. I chalk it up as a life lesson and I move on. That's what I do. Can everybody do that? No. I've had enough losers in life to realize that how bad by staying in those losing trades can get. Now, I'm going to leave you with this, okay? Always assume that every trade that you get into will be a BYND, and then you don't have to worry about having a BYND in your portfolio. And what do I mean by that? It means manage the risk. Come in to the trade with a trading plan. Where am I going to get out if this trade doesn't work out? Assume it's not going to work out. That will force you to put a plan in place for what happens when it doesn't work out. If it does work out, and I hope trades work out for everybody, that's great. That's what we want. But always go into it assuming that it's not going to work and let yourself be surprised. And if you do that, and you put the plans in place, you don't have to worry about these BYNDs. Yes, I, I get that there could be some kind of fraudulent thing that happens overnight in the stock and it drops 90%. God forbid that ever happens to me. That does happen. But again, that's where position sizes come in where we don't want to put 100% of our portfolio on a single position. But assuming like the extremes, like something like that happening overnight that we can't really prepare for. Go into the trade, assuming that every trade is going to be like BYND and you shouldn't ever have a BYND on your hands. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, I would encourage you to leave me a five-star review. Those do really mean a lot. I do read them. I read them on all the platforms. Keep sending me your questions, ryan at shareplanner.com. I want to hear from you guys. I want to know what your stories are. I want to know what you have to say, what's bothering you, what are you struggling with trading, and I can make a podcast episode out of it. That's what this podcast thrives on. If you guys aren't sending me questions, I'm not doing episodes, right? That's kind of how it works. Send me your questions. Let me hear what you have to say, and check out swingtradingthestockmarket.com. Thank you, and God bless. Thanks for listening to my podcast, Swing Trading the Stock Market. I'd like to encourage you to join me in the SharePointer Trading Block, where I navigate the stock market each day with traders from around the world. With your membership, you will get a seven-day trial and access to my trading room, including alerts via text, email, and WhatsApp. So go ahead, 
sign up by going to shareplanner.com slash trading block. That's www.shareplanner.com slash trading block. And follow me on SharePlanner's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where I provide unique market and trading information every day. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me at brian at shareplanner.com. All the best to you, and I look forward to trading with you soon.